Last call, last call. Pacific Limited 201, west of Los Angeles and points in between. All those stopping in the Confederacy, please have your passports out. All aboard. Hold it. Hold that train. Blast this trunk. Louisville, 1914. I was anxious to get out of the South. I was closer to the border than I would have liked. Worse still, Kentucky might have remained with the North, but local culture still reflected Dixie more than D.C., even this many decades after the First Atlantic War. I had been relatively safe on the darker side of town, but the train station and its clientele were as wide as bleached bones. The circuitous route had cost me time and very nearly my eagerness to freedom. Very, very nearly. Little did I know that my troubles were just beginning. Indeed, I remember thinking that the worst thing that would happen to me was the standard insults to my personage. It was a 50-50 shot whether I'd be insulted for my stature or the color of my skin first. But being so close to the CSA, I was betting toward the latter. Hey, small pine, you're on the wrong end of the train. Which is one of the many reasons why I refrain from gambling. Here we go, my good man. I think you'll find everything is in order here. Winston Albemarle. Tickets, passport, receipt for... Uh, ha! Sure. Who'd you lift this off of short stuff? I know you're kind of con. Seen it often enough. I had to throw you off the lip for even trying to pull a fast one on me. Sir, really. If you would look, you'll find that everything is in order. I'll tell you what's in order. A one-way trip to the side of the tracks. Now you tell me what's really going on here or I'll punch your ticket. And your two-conti cake pocket myself! Please do hurry up, Porter. I absolutely need to get my dinner jacket before... Oh, my! Don't worry, sir. I'll be with you in just a moment after I deal with this, uh, miscreant. Don't you recognize him? What? This is Dr. Winston Albemarle, the world's premier scientist of natural phenomena. I've read a dozen of your books, sir. My Life with Limestone, a classic. While I appreciate your effusion, that doesn't explain... Ah, I'm afraid there aren't that many colored dwarves who can afford a suit as fine as that one. Is it... a Maximilian? Actually, as you'd imagine, most of my wardrobe has to be custom-made. A tailor in Montreal fixed this up for me just this past month. It's a fine cut, at least. And those cufflinks... are they fossilized amber? I don't mean to be rude, but would you mind? The help. The help? Oh, excuse me, of course. Porter, take Mr. Albemarle's luggage, and then please see to mine. It has important paperwork that I need to go over tonight before a meeting tomorrow. But I... Are you arguing with a first-class passenger of this railroad? No, but... Or are you merely trying to deny another the privileges that his ticket affords him because of his skin? More likely he thinks I'm a sideshow act, actually. No, I was... Well, I... That is... Fine. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, yes. Sir, please allow me to take your luggage. Ugh! What's in the trunk, rocks? I'm collecting specimens for the Geological Symposium at the University of Southern California, yes. We're developing a way to synthesize silicon from raw quartz. Could revolutionize the plate glass industry, or render it obsolete. So please, take it to... Uh, well, my ticket doesn't have my stateroom number, so I guess it's up to you. But I trust that my belongings are in good hands. What a delightful ripple of fate. I say, 
might I be so bold as to invite you to dine with us tonight? Uh, I'm sure your other dining companions wouldn't appreciate a person of my character, Mr. Binion. I'm afraid you have me at a loss, sir. Please, I know who you are, Senator. Aloysius Binion, scion of the Binion Condiment Fortune. I followed your work for some time, and I appreciate all you've done for my rights in Washington, but I really prefer to dine alone. If I could leave one legacy, I'd prefer that it be for equal human dignity rather than money. If my staff and colleagues can't understand that, then that's their issue. One that you might be able to correct. Please join us. I could see to it that you receive an audience with the chairman of the Senate Forestry Service the next time you were in Washington. Senator Rubel. I... Very well. But I need your word that I'll be under your protection. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. We'll be in dining car two, room A. Seven o'clock sharp. I trust you have tales? Even geologists must accord ourselves to the styles of our time. Black and white in fashion and soon in life. Until seven. The world is changing. I regretted my acceptance immediately. True, I had been trying to get an audience with Ignatius Rubel for several years. But as I walked through the lounge and back to the staterooms, every eye followed me, some longer than others. I am used to it, of course, but that didn't mean I had to enjoy being the center of attention. I knew that this would turn into yet another circus and I would be the freak at the center. Little did I know how prophetic such cognition would be. All right, let's get this over with. Dr. Albemarle. Oh, dear. General Statham, looking as sharp as ever in that... That uniform. It's been a long time. Not long enough. I'd hoped I'd seen the last of you after that incident on the Sutherland. Ah, I see you've earned a whole slew of new medals since then. Must be disappointing that France has been divided and Germany's sticking to its borders. Think of all the young Union lives that won't be wasted. I wouldn't expect somebody of your heritage to understand the nature of conflict. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices to the greater good. Now, why don't you skedaddle out of here before I do something that'll disfigure you further? Actually, I have an invitation to dinner. You? No. Senator! Oh. You thought you were going to be dining with the Senator alone tonight. General Statham, you're expected. But you, boy, who are... Aha! Coldwell, please stand aside. Those are the final cards in our hand. I had a feeling it would be you, Dr. Albemarle. Prompt. Such a quality lacking in society these days. Please, do come in. Really, sir, you know you need to clear all callers by me, particularly those of a lugubrious nature. I haven't even had a chance to perform a security check on him. <laughs> Nonsense. Do you really think that the good doctor could eliminate me, even if he would? Oh, my apologies, everyone. May I present Dr. Winston Albemarle? Come, come, don't be like that. Dr. Albemarle, my chief aide, Benjamin Coldwell, whom you met at the door. The pleasure is all mine, I take it. Indeed. And you may know Hunter Statham. Unfortunately. Oh, yes, we reacquainted in the hall. And Miss Patricia Langley. <laughs> Miss Langley, don't worry. I won't try to shake your hands. Good. I've just washed up and I don't want to get dirty again before dinner. You really should ask General Statham about tips on that. He's very good at getting blood off his hands. Why, I... You'd said you'd had a surprise for us, Allie. This isn't quite what I was expecting. If I wanted to dine in such a crude manner, I'd simply eat with my servants. Servants? 
By your accent, I'm betting that the term is euphemistic. I only wish. Please, everybody, please. I know that we'll be passing through the CSA, but are we citizens of it? Are we beholden to its principles? Or are we the scions of freedom, of liberty? Your tongue may serve you well on the Senate floor, Binion, but here in the real world, there are rules that aren't written down. Pardonnez-moi. I am Ricard, your waiter for this evening. We have a beautiful selection of both red and white from Ontario. Nothing from France. Oh, please, madame, such talk. You know the embargo. It is illegal to buy and sell anything from that country at the moment. Hmm. Other regions simply can't compare with French wine. Maybe we should check the private stock Ricard no doubt keeps from his homeland. <laughs> oh, oh, the lovely ladies all. I am actually Quebecois. Pray tell me, Ricard. As a neutral outsider, do you think there will be peace in our time, like Senator Binion suggests, or do you think that this dinner is indicative of a failure of human nature? I, uh, that is, uh... You're spilling. He's shaking. Are you all right? Nervous? Was it my line of questioning, or... Don't pester the man, Albemarle. Just because your kind is on the low end of the totem pole doesn't give you the right. General, please. Dr. Albemarle is my guest. Doctor, if you could please keep from antagonizing them. Getting too hot for you? Must be the ventilation. It's been blocked up since I got here. I'll tell you what. Pass that bread and I'll keep that on my tongue rather than mockery. You keep quite the company these days, Allie. I do so love you dearly, but this? And I thought your upcoming meeting with your counterparts in Grey was bad enough. Some would call that treason. Not me, of course, just consorting with the enemy. This agreement between the North and South won't last forever. Confederate pride makes the rebel a poor puppet, and Union bravado makes it a poor puppeteer. We need a lasting peace. One that doesn't pit brother against brother with the elder picking on the younger. That can only be accomplished by diplomacy and by bringing everybody to the table. Vichyssoise, potato and leek soup, self-shield, fresh roasted asparagus with garlic, and fromage en flambe. Stand back, sir! Coldwell, sit. I doubt that the chef is trying to kill me with flaming cheese. You can never be too careful, sir. You have enemies on both sides of the border, and you never treat your death threats with enough gravity. Fine. Enough talk. Let's eat. Please pass the ketchup. Ketchup? But sir, these dishes, they are meant to be eaten. It's the old family recipe. It brought us all together as children when we had nothing but a single room on the prairie. Constantly afraid of rebel runs, we had to learn how to shoot before we could walk. Alone, amidst the cornstalks. But a meal? We came together. And from there, a fortune blossomed. Now the only red I want to see is from that bottle on the shelf. Which I'm afraid I can't reach in these tight quarters. Doctor, could you pass the soup and the ketchup? Here you are. Anything to keep this dinner moving faster than the Silurian period? None for me. I'm sorry, I'm allergic. Soup looks good enough without it. Oh, of course, I always forget. More for me, at least. Uh, doctor? Ketchup? No, thank you. No? Oh, you gotta have some. Can't insult your hose like that. Not after all the work he'd done for you. Here, take an extra helping. Uh, well, there goes my appetite. Just keep your plate away so I can keep mine. <laughs> now he knows how it feels. Please. Waiter, the main course. So soon, but... But of course... 
Kraut roasted to perfection, served with caramelized tomatoes and sprig of fine rosemary. That is it! I will not have you insulting such fine cuisine! Shut up, you fool! He's choking! What? Coldwell? Coldwell! Oh my god, he's foaming at the Stand aside! Stand aside! Let me through! I have medical training! You're a rock doctor! I majored in pharmacology and medicine at Lincoln University, you bigoted halfwit! Everybody, shut up and let him work! Uh, I'm sorry, sir. He's dead. He's dead? Are, are you sure? Acute onset of histotoxic hypoxia. Speak English! He choked on his own lung fluid. Poisoned. Someone was obviously trying to get to Senator Binion and mixed up the targets. Caldwell, if only you knew. <laughs> You may be a doctor, but you're a damn poor investigator. I did my fair share in Europe, among the men and our prisoners. This is a classic case of accidental assassination. What are you saying, you stuffed up old pincushion? Sure, keep with the insults. But you're staying right there while I get trained security. What do you mean? My aide is dead! We need to get in contact with my attaché. He's handling my- Just who handed him that bowl of soup? Bowl of soup intended for you. No, no. Someone did mix up the target. Dr. Albemarle. <gasps> That's absurd! All that lead from your war injuries must have gone to your brain. Why would I attempt to murder Binion? For consorting with the Confederacy. They're planning on breaking away again, ain't they? You and your world travels. The perfect cover for a spy. You'd sell us all down the river for a little more money, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? This is what I was warning you about, Allie. You can't trust anyone. I'm sure I saw him drop something in the soup as he was passing it around. Everybody calm down. Well, it was a lovely dinner, Senator Binion, but uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to have a bit of a jog to work off this indigestion. Security! Security! Don't let that dwarf get away! I'd been in tight spots before. The time I was caught with the Ottoman Sultan's daughter comes to mind, but never had they been quite so tight as the ventilation shaft on the Pacific Limited. Hunched down, knees to my ears, as still as a piece of sedimentary rock, I tried to keep my face away from the grate. All I could see were dozens of steel-toed boots running back and forth. But from what I could hear, well, I wish I was back in the Ottoman Empire. Oh, what's finding him, sir? He's four foot tall, not invisible. He can't hide forever. Stop train if you have to. General, please, I have to make it to my meeting. Peace in our time is at stake. If we haven't come by then, you'll just keep off into the darkness. You're right. You'll stop until we hit Memphis. I should listen to your aid, Binion. I was talking him out in the hall. You're heading to the border to meet a Confederate convoy, ain't you? No doubt somebody in Richmond didn't want that meeting to happen. Please listen to him, Allie. We don't know what that assassin is capable of, particularly if somebody is willing to risk a war to kill you. And with your finances the way they are, someone in Washington is trying to take advantage of you at your weakest. They just want to corner you again, Senator. Washington? Hardly, child. Albemarle's clearly acting for profit, or perhaps under duress. Family in the South held hostage. If he'd do anything, do their profit. Take Senator Binion to my cabin. Make sure he don't get out. It's safe there, and we don't want another rebel trying to make away with his life. Knew it. I'll accompany you. Someone with a cool head obviously needs to make sure that those cutthroats across the aisle don't try to bamboozle you with an adder and dwarf. Patricia, General, I can handle myself. The coast is clear for now. Better dim the lights. Have to keep moving. But where? There you are. Who? Get your hands off me! I'm innocent! Why are you dragging me in here? Shut up and 
unless you want to get lynched. This closet is just big enough for a man and a half, if we both hold our breaths. I- Shh. What is your game? Wait. No, no, I know you. You're the porter. Name's Israel Quincy, Dr. Albemarle. Hmm. I noticed that you never delivered my luggage to my stateroom. Be thankful I had my tuxedo in my small bag. You've got bigger things to worry about than your trunk. So why do you care? Because I know you didn't kill nobody. I told you I'd be watching. I was in the grate just like you were a couple minutes back, making sure you didn't try nothing at that dinner. And you didn't. I saw the whole thing, watching you like a hawk. You may be a stuffed shirt, one that's extra small, mind you, but you ain't a murderer. Well, I'll take the insult in exchange for your dismissal of my culpability. What? Uh, let me try this monosyllabically. You can call me what you want, so long as you back me up to the trained goons. Fat chance. If I come out for you, I might as well kiss this job goodbye. Heck, I'm already risking my neck as an accomplice. I ain't stupid. You need to get off this train right quick. Might as well just hand me over then, Quincy. If I fled, that'd be as good as admitting guilt. Better than swinging. My options are rather limited. There's just one chance. I have to figure out who killed Benjamin Coldwell. Come on, we have to get to the kitchen. We? I'll need muscle. I'm not exactly a heavyweight like you. I'll help you from the train, but I'm not doing a lick more. Not a problem. When I'm inevitably caught, I'll just have to tell everybody who helped me to elude capture for so long. Wouldn't you know it, it was the porter. He was just waiting until someone put up a bounty on my head so he could claim the money. I was helping you out. And for your continued assistance, I'll be ever grateful. Ugh. Fine. We'll have to go out the window and up. Too many stooges wandering the halls. You first. I'm still not entirely sold on your allegiance. I only got one I pledge loyalty to. And if he sees I didn't do my part to help an innocent man, I'll be in real deep when he and I finally meet. Uh, uh. Oh, it was horrible, Bruno. Pass me the coffee. My nerves. The head was foaming at the mouth, and then the dwarf was on him, and the dinner table was thrown over. Yes, and... yes, but did they like my trout? Did they detect its subtle hint of terror? Its delicate notes of citrus amidst the cigarettes? There is no time for that. A man has been murdered, poisoned. Soon they'll come asking questions. I'm not sure my papers will hold up under scrutiny. Yours? Why do you think I care about my food? I need a real job. Besides, my talents are being wasted on this iron desk trap. Tell you what, gentlemen. I'll give you a glowing recommendation to my friends in the San Fernando Valley. If you give me and my compatriot here a minute of your time. It's a dwarf. Oh. I will bet. Ah, uh, no running now. Quincy, the door. Look what you've done! Destroyed the service guard! Oh, and my dinner! A work of art! Better still, he's busted the door and trapped us in here for the time being. Though that crash is bound to draw attention sooner or later. Now, what is a pair of illegal aliens like you working for the Pacific Limited? Illegal? <laughs> Who's illegal? Not me! Please, I work with bureaucrats, and I can count all of the official refugees from France on my left hand. Too many anarchists coming across the pond after your own civil war. Of course, you probably don't have a lot to your name, which means you'd be open to dropping a little cyanide into the stew for a few greenbacks. We did no such thing! Monsieur Binion inspected the food himself! I take great pride in my work. The bitter almond flavor of cyanide would not go well with fish. What about you, Ricard? You were pretty quick to point a finger at me. 
and you wanted the meal served as is. I... I do not dance out to the likes of you. Oh. Well, then maybe you'll talk to my friend here. I don't got any real training with knives, Frenchie. Maybe you can help me out with this here butcher blade. Hands off! I bet you I could bounce this knife between your fingers and not cut you once. Of course, this train is jangling and you're fidgeting. No! Save a play! I wish I could help you out, but nothing gets between Quincy and his extended culinary education. Maybe one day he'll get his doctor. I'd be happy to sponsor him, though what he'll need with an expert of the KT divide, I don't know. All right, all right! That woman, Miss Langley, she offered me a job on her estate if I were to slip something into the trout. I needed the protection. You! You did not tell me of this! We were supposed to be a team, working together! She knew I wasn't Quebecois! She was going to throw me to the wolves when we crossed into Texas! And the Fed said the French even more than you, Yankee! Where'd you get the cyanide? No! No cyanide! It, it was a drug! A, a love potion! Uh, something I had picked up in New Orleans! What? I am not the most attractive man, but she... she made me... Uh... What was that commotion in there? Open up! Forget it. That's about as much as we're gonna get. Indeed. Quincy, if you do the honors of gagging our friends with those napkins. No, wait! Uh, please! I promise I won't! Shame to waste fine silk. Almost as valuable as a Cerisian gastrolith. But at least now we're on to our next clue. To Miss Langley's room? No, Statham's. Miss Langley insinuated herself close to Binion's person, and I doubt the general is far behind. No doubt she'll try to throw her weight around to keep Binion close. Close enough to slip a stiletto in between his ribs? A woman's gotta do what a woman's gotta do to survive in this world. And I'm the last person to agree with a party for attempting to buck societal trends. There. The door is locked. We are safe at last. Really, Patricia, this is quite unnecessary. This isn't the first attempt on my Nonsense. life. Nonsense. There could be a misshapen murderer hiding anywhere, Allie. The closet? Patricia, please. No, nothing there. You're trying? Of course not. It's locked. Now, would what you... What about out the window? Stop this at once, Patricia. Your mother would be so upset if she were here to see you like this. You're right. But still, we're all alone. <laughs> Patricia Langley, what are you doing? Something I've been dying to do for a long time. Please, if you would disentangle your limbs from mine. It doesn't feel like you want to disentangle. That is a ketchup bottle. And this is entirely unseemly. Stop right there! General, this... this isn't what it looks like. And what if it is? Barging into a room like this. It's indecent. You're indecent. This is my stateroom. Come on, Senator. On your feet. Give him back. Both of you, stop pulling on me. This is for your own good, Senator. You need to be remanded for the time being. Macamode will suffice. You'll be safe from there, Senator. Away from succubi who only want you for your wealth. How dare you? Me? You're attempting to woo that man while his life is in danger. Also, you get your hands on his wealth. <laughs> so simple. You military men always are. I'll have you know that Allie is nearly Baroque. Binion condiments will be bankrupt in a year. Oh, so this is about his connections then. You'll be the toast of high society with your money and his position in Washington. Why, 
I... I know you're tired, Miss Langley. You're a southerner at heart, but you could put that a little bit aside if it meant moving up in society. Sure, you got land, but that don't mean much when everybody know you're a country bumpkin. Better a bumpkin than a warmonger. Allie tried to extend his reach into the southern trade network, but you stopped it, General. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. You've blocked Binion's international trading rights. I saw the paperwork. You wanted him to get to the table with Richmond officials so that he would push for unification. At best, the South suffers the indignity of complete surrender. At worst, radical elements in Richmond splinter off and start another civil war. <laughs> Take your hands off of me. Don't flatter yourself. I just fell. What's going on out there? Nothing, Senator. Bending the track, window bumped open and everything. Don't think you can convince Allie to stay away from me so you can use him for your own. I guess we'll just have to wait here and see what he prefers. Being a hero of the Union or a caged bird of an aging Southern Belle. Oh, if I had my purse, I'd hit you with it. Where is my purse, anyway? I just had it. Ha! You're trying to get me to turn around so you can make off. That's the oldest trick in the book. I'm gonna sit here until the train reaches Memphis. Senator needs to be protected. Yes, from the likes of you. I think I'll just sit here as well. And you two, let me out. No! That lady was a whole plate of barbecue. I don't think she'd want to kill somebody she was trying to marry, though. Probably not. Still, I'm glad we snatched her purse through the open window when we did. We wouldn't have been able to sneak back here to the baggage car unseen otherwise. I would want to add voyeurism to my growing list of charges. How did you move so fast? I grew up on the streets. I had to be quick. It ain't right to steal, but we're gonna return this after we clear you, right? That's a big if. For now, let's dump out Miss Langley's effects and see if we can gleam anything from them. That's an engagement ring. Uh, she moves fast. It's as big as my eye. And a pocket pistol, suitable for a lady's hand. That don't look too good. Mm. No potion, no poison. We mustn't let a hypothesis frame the facts. Here, stand up. Help me look through these bags. Why's that? I'm not ready to completely rule out Miss Langley, or our dear friend Ricard, for that matter. Besides, we still have at least one suspect left. Statham? You think he staged this whole thing? Why? Maybe he doesn't want the Confederacy back in the Union. Maybe he thought Binion was going to ruin his legacy. What use is a soldier without a war to fight? So what are we doing back here, in the baggage car? And why are you searching through that mountain of luggage? A hunch. Something Binion was trying to say when he wasn't being smothered in cherry red lips. Huh. That's Binion's aide's trunk. How do you know? Says so on the tag here. Huh. I'd have pegged you for one of the illiterati. Let's take a gander. Clothes. 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 Looks like your standard pencil knife. Doubtful. You saw how fast Coldwell moved. He had training. Binion's been getting death threats. But he didn't seem too concerned about it all. Coldwell did, though. Why was that? Huh. There's a telegram in this jacket pocket. Perfect. Pull it out. Coldwell, stop. Intelligence has picked up intel on extranational trade. Stop. French trying to make purchase in violation of treaty. Stop. Senator the head of Foreign Affairs Committee. Stop. Could lead to an assassination attempt if he blocks. Stop. Would lead to war. Stop. The French? International sales? 
This could lead to a war. And it already brings up more questions than answers. Someone important tried to tip off Caldwell. L look at who it was sent from. H.S. Hunter Statham? Uh, General, I knew it. Why share this information with Caldwell if he was planning on killing Binion? Put him off the trail? Coldwell suspects anybody but the real killer. Then he gets his war and his way scot-free. Not bad. Statham's got a strategic mind and has killed more than a few men in his time, but poison? Hmm. That seems a little indirect for all fuss and feathers. We're missing something, ain't we? No, no, we have all the pieces, but how do they fit? Why kill Coldwell and not go looking for this? Unless... Was that... A gun cocking. Specifically, a Colt 347. Standard military issue. I had one pulled on me while excavating in the old Uvian Basin. I'll never forget that. The killer. It's Statham. He's found us. No, just a trained security goon, I believe. Uh, come on out. We have our hands up. Come quietly, Doctor Avamal. We've been told to take you alive, but... I don't think we'll be faulted if we didn't. Quincy. Is that my trunk at your feet? Looks heavy enough, but why? When I count to ten, jump behind it. One. Stop drawing and stop moving. Two. I don't think we should- Ten! What are you doing? Don't worry, the rocks will protect us. As for you, you might want to take Miss Langley's gun and lay down a suppressing bullet or two. I can't do that! It's kill or be killed! No, I mean the gun! It's too girly! Fine, it'll fit my hand better anyway. He's got a gun! Up the ladder, to the train tops, Goliath. Or I'll be on the hook for two dead bodies tonight. Where are we headed? I have yet to deduce. A lot of people wanted something from Aloysius Binion. His influence, his hand in marriage, his votes, his life. Somehow Benjamin Coldwell had gotten mixed up into it and had pulled me down the drain. I had a working hypothesis, but you know what those are worth? About as much as two pounds of pirate. Maybe that's only in geological circles. The only person who believed me was a hillbilly porter. At least he could help draw away gunfire. At the moment, that was enough. Keep zigzagging! Make it random! You seem to be a pro at this. The streets! And a tour of duty in Europe! Though I was discharged from my fate! Let's save the history lesson for another time. They're gaining on us. Duck behind that vent. Take quarters. Just be thankful I'm a small pine. You got any bullets left? Nope. Great. I don't want to kill anybody. They're just doing their jobs. I'm just a regular guy, too. Yeah, but you're answering to a higher authority than the railroad bulls, right? You'll get yours soon enough. I answer to my conscience. Come out! It doesn't have to be like this! And what's your conscience telling you now? Because mine is saying that unless we detach the engine, this train is gonna roll right into Memphis, where we'll both hang. Trial option. I'm not running away. Besides, there's no cover on the next three cars, not until we hit the coal carriage. I said detach the engine, not take a ride on it. You're a smart guy, stay behind and make your case. People like that don't typically listen to people like me, unless it's in a symposium. So, symposium. I'll do the heavy lifting. It's a lot better than playing who done it with a corpse that nobody had a reason to kill. No, somebody did have a reason. I need time to think. They're sidling up, aren't they? Let me check. Yep. Somebody in the train must have heard us by now. We're being hemmed in. All right, I suppose we don't have much of a choice. We'll play it your way. On ten. One. Ten! 
Why you? You? Turn about fair play. Isn't that what you fancy boys say? Keep moving. Keep moving. Almost there. Bullseye. Right in the cold. By two minutes from the Alleghenies, if I'm not mistaken. You can tell by the way. Hurry up! Head to the latch. I'll fend off whoever comes. I still don't like this. But I could be convinced. Head to the front. I'll play a little baseball with these guys back here. Nice fastball. You made me drop my gun, you hick. You don't like baseball? How about a little boxing? Stop staring and get to the front of the carriage. Well, since you asked so nicely, you'd better kill me. Because if you love me, that's joke, I'll kill you. Now, you're lucky the short stack wants this a fair fight and not a rough and tumble. Right, okay. Now, there's the connector plate. Now, each of these knobs or buttons detaches it. Nope, that wasn't it. Pieces, all jumbled. Have to pull the right one. It's all part of a chain. Have to pull the right piece for it all to fall into place. Wait. You almost done? I think I can see Memphis through the trees. I have it. I'd step back from that switch if I were you. <sighs> and this is why I always follow my own plans. How long have you been there, Ricard? Quite some time. I was questioned after you locked me up but had to run when they discovered I was not illegally. Yeah, I knew you weren't Quebecois. Now my only chance is to bring you to the authorities. Maybe then they will have mercy on me. <laughs> Got him. Start walking, monsieur. Slowly. Your hands where I can see them. Ricard, you do realize that they'll figure out I'm the wrong guy, right? That I couldn't possibly murder Coldwell. I do not care. All I need is just a little bit of time. Quincy, you okay? Uh, Frenchy? It was him? No, no. I'm glad that knockout punch didn't render you unconscious, though. You're about to see the grand finale. We heard gunshots! Got him, huh? Took you long enough. Ricard? What are you doing out here? Don't worry, Senator. I've found the killer. No, Ricard hasn't. But I have. It's you, Binion. What? what? Dr. Albemarle! Don't worry, Senator. Just the ramblings of a condemned man. Then what's it hurt to hear me out? How dare you accuse me, of all people! Save it. You were going to use me as a patsy. That's why you were so excited to have me come to dinner. You needed someone to pin the murder on. And your other companions would cause too much of a fuss. But I was the target! No, you weren't. That's why I couldn't figure it out. Until I saw how it all fell into place. Statham, you were in contact with Benjamin Coldwell, weren't you? Well, I... You sent him a message. Someone was trying to sell goods to the French, weren't they? You wanted Coldwell to be on the lookout for someone who might have an interest in such a trade. Little did he know that the perpetrator was right under his nose. Aloysius Binion. What? The Binion condiment fortune has nearly run out. Isn't that right, Patricia? Of course. Anybody would know that, though. Fetters wouldn't buy, though. But they would be able to facilitate a trade to the French. The hell, they needed a new market. Or a new buyer. No, please. You, you have that wrong. I can explain. Coldwell was getting too close, wasn't he? He probably had access to your mail. You had to act before he put too many clues together. It'd be too obvious if you poisoned him straight up. So you had to drop it in the food, which you had access to before dinner. And then when people started asking questions, but what if we were all poisoned? But nobody was! Just Coldwell! Exactly. Because the rest of us had the antidote, which you were carrying the entire time in something that nobody would suspect. Binion, what's in your pocket? I... Get your hands off of me! Got it! It's just ketchup. Take a taste, Statham. You served in Europe and know every poison in the book. But what about antidotes? Ketchup. Laced with sodium nitrate. 
which would denature cyanide. Alan, how could you? No, but but I, but but you, Dr. Albemarle. After all I've done for this country, after all I've done for you, you turn on me. When it came down to it, you were willing to sell me down the river, so you could sell a little bit of mustard across the Atlantic in violation of the treaty. I'm sure, if you search Binion's effects, you'll find some correspondence in French. I can help with that in exchange for immunity. Memphis! We've arrived in Memphis! Those continuing on to Arkansas and other points in the Confederacy will need to show their papers to the customs officer. All others don't stray. We will be disembarking in 15 minutes. Ugh, I hate Memphis. Too hot for this man's blood. But I just got word that I'll have to head up this investigation. There's a potential brawl brewing with the implications. Nobody will do anything. I bet that peace talk Binion was heading to was little more than a business meeting. But his counterparts in the CSA will disavow him and then head back to their plantations to wallow. Washington won't want to pick a fight. Not so soon as after our last fiasco. Still, found enough evidence in Binion's room to hang him. Was it worth it? What do you mean? He was an ally in Washington. Now this public spectacle will no doubt throw dirt on his party. His works. His beliefs. All because he wanted to make a deal across the pond. I thought you said that sometimes you have to make sacrifices for the greater good. Now you won't sound like you feel bad for him. I don't. Hanging's too good for him. But you? What do you think? I think that Patricia Langley is going to pretend she never locked lips with Aloysius Binion. <laughs> you know, you're a waste of a soul, Albemarle. But you're all right. See you around. I hope not. Ugh. My head. That's your conscience. Playing the drums on the inside of your skull. You! That doesn't sound so welcoming. I thought we were pals, Quincy. Or at least colleagues, peers, brothers in arms. Is that a pink slip in your hand? Yeah! Insubordination! Voyeurism! Assault on a fellow employee! I'm lucky I didn't get arrested! Mama would not be pleased. Maybe not. Would she care if you were working for a man like me? What? I'm offering you a job. Why? Well, first, I hate having to carry my own luggage. Second, you hit like a runaway freight train. You may be a bumpkin, but your knuckles are made of iron. Third, and most importantly, you got a good head on your shoulders, even if it is a little empty. And of all the people I dealt with today, you were the only person who didn't care about the amount of melanin in my skin. Hey, I know a little what discrimination is like. It ain't easy for Jews. You got a problem with that? No. Do you have a problem working for a black dwarf? I think we can make that work. But first, let's get some grub before the train moves on. First intelligent thing you've probably said all your life. My last meal wasn't very satisfying, and I didn't realize how hungry I was until just now. I have one question. What's a dollar worth in Confederate Contis these days? Hey, I'll lug around your stuff. Don't ask me to work with fractions. Smoke Without Flame, Poison on the Pacific Limited. Written and sound designed by Steel Tyler Philippek. Created by Adam Lance Garcia. Produced by Steel Philippek, Adam Lance Garcia, and Tyrant Rex. Starring Bill Cozy, Michael Reese, Dana Aber, Noah DeBiase, Darius Copeland, Gianmarco Ceresi, Steel Philippek, Billy Nitro, and Adam Lance Garcia. Sound recording by Tyrant Rex. Theme song, Enigma Variation, Opus 36 by Sir Edward Elgar, a work available in the public domain. For more episodes and updates, please check out our website, radioroomshow.com, on Twitter, at Real Radio Room, or on Facebook, iTunes, Pocket Casts, and any other podcatcher. 
Interested in more stories by Adam Lance Garcia, pick up his graphic novel, Sons of Fire, now available on Amazon.